0: Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk
1: Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the J. Mamie Talk Show. This is J. Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I want to welcome those of you listening to the program for the very first time. I want you to know you've arrived at the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And today, as we progress with this program, you're going to recognize that to be a fact. In fact, you're going to say, where have Jay, where has Jay Mamie been my whole life? Because this program not only can't impact me in a positive way, but it can also impact others that I know in a positive way. So not only am I going to become a fan of this program, but I'm also going to share this program. And then you, my friends, will be in a strong group of others who are doing the same thing because they have come to a place where they know they can find impacting, influential, inspiring information that can improve the quality of their life so they can thrive, which is the intent of this program. So thank you for joining me for your very first time. I hope you continue to come back. In fact, if you like this program, you can visit all of my other programs, all of my other broadcasts by visiting the jmaymetalkshow.com. There you'll have a link to every podcast platform available where you can listen to the rebroadcast as I drop them on Tuesdays. So make sure that you check out all of the prior episodes because they will give you the inspiration you need to succeed. And for those of you that are returning, once again, thank you for supporting this program. Today's show is going to be fabulous because I always enjoy highlighting others that are doing the kind of work that impacts not only communities, but individuals and really society at large. We have a number of different topics that we deliver here on the show from fantastic speakers to incredible thought leaders, to CEOs, to celebrities, to best-selling authors. I mean, we've had an an incredible, eclectic group of thrivers who have delivered a powerful message from the beginning of our program. And again, if you've not had a chance, make sure that you listen to the archives uh, at our site or at your favorite podcast, the Jay Mimi Talk Show, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's important to know that there are those that are in the trenches, these unsung heroes that are doing the good work that is probably not recognized as as much as it should be. But the impact they're they're making on the lives of those they are serving should be recognized and should be highlighted. And we're in a time and season right now as we're entering the holiday season where goodwill should be recognized. So today's show is about that. It's about three individuals that are not only in their own right respected in their communities and respected in their industries, and we'll have a chance to hear their story, but what they're doing in terms of bringing that value to others should be recognized, especially as we are, again, entering a season where we are about uh, recognizing and, and doing good. So today's show, we're going to hear from Nisa Grider, who is the director of a program that I am now endeared to called Journey to Dream. Many of you know that I used to be a social worker, and I was heavily involved in doing community work, uh, dealt oftentimes with those that were less fortunate. So I have a heart for organizations that are looking out for young folks, helping them with the guidance and the direction they need in order to get back on track. And we're going to have a conversation with the direct of Journey to Dream Nisa Greider will be here to help us understand the value of that organization and how we can support it especially in a time of the holiday season where we should be again supporting others and we're also going to hear from Sergio Pietro. Sergio Pietro is a wonderful story. He's the CEO of Mayan Technologies. He started his company in Mexico and and it grew so fast in the success that it's had that he is now here in the U.S. making a global impact with his company but what he he's doing this holiday season should be recognized as he is now helping those in need, and we're going to talk about not only his company, his success story, his vision, his dream as a CEO of one of the fastest growing companies here uh, in Texas, uh, but also nationally. But what he's doing to help those now in in this holiday season with a toy drive, very unique thing that he's doing. We're going to have a chance to highlight his story and his initiative, and then we're going to hear from another fantastic uh, corporate sponsor of ours, MB Group. Susan Bryan has been on our show before. For, we're going to have a man on the street. Jay Mamie on the street is the man <laughs> in this particular reality style recording where we're going to actually be at her facility. And we're going to hear not only again from Susan as tax season is right around the corner, guys. But we're going to hear from her staff as well and, and how they individually, individually help others to succeed in their business and their operations by making sure that their numbers, their accounting, that their business is in good order so that they can thrive and you'll be surprised what you're going to learn in that 12-minute segment when we hear from them. It's amazing how you can pack 10 pounds of groceries in a two-pound bag when it comes to information, and we've done that in that segment. So we're going to hear from Susan Bryan and her amazing staff at MB Group shortly. But before we dive into all of the goodness that we're going to cover, I want to give you my thoughts because I've been on this, this messaging about how do you prepare yourself to have a thriving and a breakthrough 2023. Now, it doesn't matter when you listen to this particular broadcast. You may listen to was broadcast five years from now, four years from now, and it's probably the heat of summer. <laughs> so, we're talking about a breakthrough 2023 that's because we're here in, in November of 2022. But the messaging is 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 what's important. The dating is not. So it really boils down to at any point in time that you are serious about having a breakthrough in your life. And by the way, it doesn't have to happen towards the end of a, a year as you're approaching a new year. I know we like to think about that. We like to plan. We like to prepare. We like to think about new chapters in our lives, new years, new beginnings. I get it. And it's all good. And you should practice that mindset and that discipline i completely agree but you know you can have a breakthrough or at least uh make a decision to have a breakthrough at any point in time throughout the course of a year it could be may it could be june it could be october it could be february it could be it could be your birthday you could decide that your birthday is the day that it all changes so it's not the matter of the seasons uh, the season of the year what matters is the day that you decide and so I'm going to give you some insightful content in my Thrive Talk before we go to break uh, that's geared towards, yes, the, uh, the, the forward-looking of 2023 and what we're going to do in the next couple of months, how we're going to have a breakthrough, brand-new year. But take the message to heart at any point in time in your life, and I want to make sure that you understand that the the messaging here— is for those that are Thrive-minded. And my, my Thrive talk has to do with those who are intent on earning more. Let me help you understand this. To earn more, you must become more, and this is an excerpt coming out of my new book. My new book will be released in the, the fall. I'm sorry, in the uh, the winter, the turn of the year, in the February, March. That's the time frame we're looking at releasing my my new book. I've mentioned it a few times here. The new book is called "The Enemies of Personal Progress." It's going to be a fantastic book, by the way. You'll hear more about it as time evolves. But this particular Thrive Talk is right out of that book. And I thought it was so important that I share it with you now. Why wait, right? But there'll be tons of this stuff in the new book. But the bottom line is to earn more, you must become more. But here's the key. To become more, you must learn more. And the only way you learn more is by doing more. So here's the formula. You'll never have an opportunity to see an increase in your earning potential unless you have an increase in your doing potential. Does that make sense? You you can't learn more unless you do more, and you cannot earn more if you don't learn more. There is a formula that says if you want to earn more, then you must become more. More what? More valuable. You have to have more uh, more solutions to deliver to the marketplace. You have to have more of the things that people want. Well, how do you become more? And by the way, becoming more could be more uh, skilled, uh, more adept, more knowledgeable. Well, how do you become more? You you have to learn more. You have to first find out where you are deficient and shore up the areas that you're deficient in. That's important. And once you are confident that you've identified and isolated. The areas that you need to get better at, that you need to provide better service at, because you've taken a time to learn these things, then you got to go do these things. It's no good to learn something without doing something. By the way, it's the doing that helps you become better at at implementing what you've learned. Does that make sense? So there are no shortcuts to success of any kind. Now, you can get lucky every now and then as a result of hard work, timing, positioning, and sheer good fortune. However, that's usually not the case. When it comes to increasing your monetary value in the marketplace and hence your personal income, there is a fairly simple, tried and true formula that is as old as time. The marketplace will always determine if you're worth more. The marketplace will consider you worthier when your value to the marketplace increases. That's just the way that it is. In other words, when you become more in essential skills and providing solutions and problem solving and generating new ideas and leadership and so on, you will make more money, period. However, the formula dictates, as I said earlier, you cannot become more without learning more. And learning more demands you to do more. More of what? More of whatever is required to acquire more knowledge, skills, confidence, connections, money, and clarity. And that's just to name a few. So if taking courses or classes or hiring a coach is what the do more means, then take the classes. Hire the coach. Go out in the field. Practice longer, read more books, talk to more subject matter experts, watch a few more videos, stay up later, get up earlier. I I hope you're getting the picture. As I said, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And as you demand more quality of life, quality of life will demand equally the same of you. I hope that helps somebody today as you're preparing and planning for a great breakthrough year in 23. Folks, we're just getting started. I told you it's going to be a good one today. We'll be right back after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Are you looking to build a dynamic workplace culture that keeps your employees not only retained, but also engaged and empowered to help your business thrive? Discover the secret that many companies in the community have already unlocked. Colin Corporate College. With hundreds of the highest quality, affordable educational programs available and customized to your desired business outcomes, your success is Colin Corporate College's business. Call them at 972-599-3110. That's 972 599
0: Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having a fantastic, uh, actually, even before we're on air, with my guest, Nisa Greider, director of Journey to Dream. And, uh, you know, I love hearing good news. Uh, I It's just, for me, something of uh, pure joy when someone's hard work uh, is rewarded, especially when that reward affects the multitude. And we spoke about that in our opening, how impacting community is such a wonderful thing, especially now during the holiday season, right? This is what it's about. So in studio, my first guest is our Impact Spotlight, because they are making an impact. And Journey to Dream is a local organization, nonprofit organization, that is helping youth, uh, the, the youth, get back on track. and We're going to hear more details about that, but the director of the organization, Nisa Greider, is here with me and she just shared fantastic news that I think the audience would like to hear that as well, Nisa.
2: I did. I was actually sitting in your lobby and my phone rang and I wasn't going to pick it up because I didn't recognize the number and I thought, you know, I'm just going to take this call because I was waiting to come in and I picked up the phone and we had applied for an in-kind grant, which was some renovation that we needed to be be done on our campus, and the news was that we had won the grant, and it's three hundred thousand dollars wow. of renovation that several contractors are going to come in and fully renovate our campus. Over three hundred thousand dollars in renovations wow. of our campus, which is an unbelievable blessing. I mean, the list that we gave them was just ridiculous, and mm-hmm. it was just they said do everything that you want, and they agreed to do everything on wow. our campus. So wow, that's I amazing. was just Jumping around your lobby, and I'm sure your receptionist was thinking, what is going on? So <laughs> super excited.
1: So the timing of you being on this program is fantastic that we get a chance to hear this good news on this on this Sunday here.
2: Yes, we are extremely thankful for it, and our kids are happy, and I shared it with my leadership, and I'm sure they're jumping around somewhere, too, so that very is great. happy.
1: That's great. So why don't we start there? Because Journey to Dream, I actually came across one of your representatives at a recent networking Event and what caught my attention immediately was the card. You know, anytime you have something that is is uh, titled or called "journey to to anything," in this particular case, "journey to dream," caught my attention. And the more I heard about it, the more I thought this is a fantastic organization, and we need to get them on air. So, can you share with the audience a little bit more about "journey to dream," their initiatives, what they're about, Mm -hmm. and your role there as director?
2: Yes. So, I'm actually the CEO of Journey to Dream. Actually, we. We were founded in uh, 2004, Mm -hmm. and we were founded by two women that had their own struggles, uh, and they had their own personal struggles with their own children, and um, they realized with their struggles of their own children that there was really not a support system for mental health and substance abuse, and they really went to the schools, and I mean, while they're school counselors, they were uh, fighting depression and substance abuse and isolation and really couldn't find the support for that and these two women went to betty ford and just different uh foundations looking for that and really couldn't find the support for um youth and launched into the school system and developed a curriculum for that and uh took it into the Louisville school district and uh, really kind of a grassroots uh Foundation and started that into the school system and and started a grassroots um, curriculum and it grew from there and so we still have that school. Uh, foundation and that school curriculum. And as it grew, what they found out is we have all these homeless teens in Mm. the school system and counselors kept reaching out through these groups saying, hey, do you know a place that these homeless kids, these homeless teens can go? Well, who knew? Because they're not on the street corners. You don't see them with the the signs and there was no place for them to go. So these two women that started this small group said, we should build a shelter we should build a campus for them and so in 2017 our campus opened up and now we have a place for these teens 14 to 19 to go sadly we are full and we stay full but the good news is we're full and we have a place for them to go Uh, but it is just I mean it is just evolved evolved evolved
1: how many residents do you have there that uh, keeps it full?
2: We are we have 19, okay. uh, which is, you know, it, it's really, you know, it's kind of like spitting in the ocean. There's so many, but it's 19 that didn't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our plans are to continue to expand to support this. It, it's an epidemic.
1: Well, I hope that our listeners support you enough so that you can open up a second, a third, a fourth facility because there's no shortage of, of need for teens that are struggling and are homeless.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the growth pattern is just, it is ridiculous. And like I said, you don't see them. They're not on the street corners. They're doubled up. They're in hotels. Um, but we absolutely want to be able to serve that population.
1: So how did you arrive at being the CEO of Journey to Dream?
2: It was funny. I was a volunteer, so oh, I volunteered, I painted the walls, you know, I did, did all the volunteers. I've always had a, a heart for youth. And I was in real estate and I left and became their development director, did marketing. And as the former CEO founder left, she said, Hey, you know, you have a mind for business, a heart, and just said, And she said, You know, what do you think? And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I think I can do this and just kind of matriculated into the CEO position because that is kind of my background. And, you know, I think. It does have a business component, but it's really the heart for, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting these kids to, to succeed. And that's always kind of been my heart is the passion to drive these kids to have a better life.
1: And what did you do prior then? I know you were volunteering, but your regular job—what were you doing?
2: I was in real estate. Believe really? It or okay. Not. Yes, my background is actually criminal justice. That's what my degree is in, and I worked in probation. And I worked as a police officer, so I have a very diverse background. Mm-hmm. I've coached, but it's always had something to do with youth.
1: So you know, that's, that's this is one of the the uh, aspects that I enjoy most about people who do what you do. You didn't have to. Uh, pivot from a career that was, uh, you know, pretty predictable. I mean, real estate, you couldn't got a job anywhere. And then you left that to pursue uh, a position in a non-profit. <laughs> no.
2: Very much nonprofit. profit yes. Exactly. So, I mean,
1: you have to just, you have to go get the money. Yes. Right? So in the middle of uh, running a uh, facility and making sure the facility is operating well, you have to go out and get the money. Yes. It's very difficult. And if you don't get the money, nobody gets paid, right? Yes, absolutely. So that's why donations are so critical. But this is what I said earlier, unsung heroes, because many won't do what you do, um, Um, And you started off as a volunteer, which is an amazing story. Yes. What inspired you to say, yes, I'll pursue this?
2: I will tell you, everyone asks, what's your why? Mm Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. And there's a lot of whys, and I'll t- and they come every day. And I had one come last night, and it just reaffirms why we do it. And it, it it's funny. My case manager and I actually stood in the hall and 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 we cried. And we have a young man that is in our facility, and he came. They all come at no fault of their own. There's they're there for everybody has a different situation. And he was there as as a result of a, an abuse situation, has failed, uh, did not do well in school, was not on the right track, and a couple weeks ago, we got a letter from his teacher telling us he's doing amazing. He's passing. He's in an ROTC program, just excelling beyond belief, getting his driver's uh, license. And last night he came into the hall and we shared that with him, that his teacher had written us this letter and he started weeping. And he goes, is this what it feels like to be loved?
3: Mm.
2: And we said, yes. And he goes, I can't remember the last time I felt like Mm. this. And, you know, I said, that's my why, Mm -hmm. because we want him to feel like that, you know. And I hugged him and I said, this is what it feels like to be in a family. And that's my why, because I want him to feel that way. And, you know, we all were just kind of in that moment. And, you know, that's my why, because I want every kid to feel that way.
1: Why do you find what uh, rather the common denominator of kids that end up, Coming to the facility, I'm sure there's a number of different reasons, right? But what would you say now after being there five years, Mm -hmm. right? Is the common denominator reason why most kids show up? Is it for single? They're they're part of a single family home. Is it? I mean, what is it?
2: Every situation is different. Most of it is a result of for a lack of a better term, parent failure. We see a lot of parents that are in prison. We see a lot of drug abuse, a lot of physical and mental abuse Mm. that these kids have gone through. The population that we serve is 14 to 19. Uh, The situations that these parents come out of, uh, that these kids come out are dire. I read their case files, and it is is, uh, ridiculous of what these kids have gone through in their short lifetimes.
1: So walk us through, Uh, a young person shows up at your facility, what happens, what treatments, what programs, what initiative, what's the, how long do they stay for? Uh, walk us through that.
2: So when they come through, they come through, they do an assessment. We see what they need. It mm-hmm. is a program. Uh, so they are, and we try to create a sense of normalcy. We want them to feel like they belong to a family, that it's not an institutionalized si- situation. So they're in a family. Uh, they go to regular high school. They can play sports. So we want to create a family situation. They do get trauma counseling. They go to regular high school high school Um, so we provide any medical services that they need any treatment that they need uh, they can work so our whole goal is to create a normal situation for them a lot of them don't understand that so we have to work through those traumatic situations Um, they can stay from their 14th birthday to the last day of their 19th birthday there is not a time limit for them Mm -hmm. Um, family reunification is what we hope that is not always the case The good news is we've had several that have been adopted, even at 16 and 17, which is really unusual. It is. But, you know, volunteers fall in love with them. Mentors fall in love with them. So it does happen. Uh, We do have some that have gone on to college. We've got three or four that are in college. So our whole goal is to mentor and give them life skills to move into an independent life, uh, life situation.
1: And that was my next question. So at 19 years old, what typically – what have you seen typically happens? Do they end up uh, moving into their own facility, their own place? They get a job? What, what happens uh, for the most part?
2: Uh, we've had kids go to school, military, move into military. their own mm-hmm. – um, Apartments and we do try to follow them. We get some great feedback of thank you for giving me these life skills. We've had people that have gone on to get married, so we do try to track them. Uh, some that have gone back to their family. We had a young man that just moved back to his family in Georgia, so we do try to track them to see where they're going and how they're succeeding.
1: In our last minute here, I know that nonprofits thrive when two things happen they get volunteers yes and they get donations yes can someone volunteer and where can they donate
2: yes we volunteers are the heartbeat of of our foundation i mean we live and die by our volunteers Mm -hmm. so yes uh you can go to our website and you can volunteer there's a link for that we are in the middle of our urine campaign we are trying to raise seventy-five thousand dollars for our urine campaign um and again uh funding is how we survive our kids uh need every, what people ask what we need all the time and i say we need the same thing you need in your household mm. times 19 mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh so yes you can donate uh, anywhere from a dollar to seventy five thousand dollars on our website and there's different uh things that you can donate for you can be very specific but um our website is journey to and um you can donate there either financially your time you can be a mentor or volunteer, but it is on our website and uh, we appreciate anything and everything.
1: Wonderful. Well, we're going to put your information up on our site as well, the J. Mamie Talk Show. We'll have a link directly to Journey to Dreams so those can uh, those that are listening can follow up and I hope that you people follow up. It's the holiday season and look, and even if it's not the holiday season, you may listen to this program a year from now and it's the dead uh, you know dead heat of summer here. It doesn't matter. It's a great organization. They need your help and every dollar does count. So Nisa Greider, we appreciate you being on the program. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Folks, we're going to be back after the break.
4: Business owners, do you feel like you're paying more than your fair share of taxes? Is your tax preparer out of ideas? My name is Susan Bryant, CPA and certified tax coach at the MB Group and proud corporate sponsor of the J. Mamie Talk Show. Tune in during the month of September to hear my favorite tax tips that can keep some big dollars in your bank account. In the meantime, learn more about how we're changing our clients' financial futures at MBG cpa.com.
1: Hi, this is Jay Mamie. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com.
0: Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk
1: Show. here at one of the most stunning offices that I've been at uh, as we're visiting Susan Brian and her staff at Envy Group. Envy Group is one of our corporate sponsors. Susan has been on the show before, provided tremendous value back in August. She's back here for September and October to continue to deliver value for those that are experiencing a less than wonderful experience in their operations, in their leadership, in the accounting world. And today we're gonna take it to the next level by having actual testimonials of those who she has helped and her staff has helped as well, in different ways that people get stuck in the mud who run a business, they chip over their feet, they make mistakes, they give more money away than they should when it comes to accounting and taxes. And we're going to address that today in today's segment. So Susan, welcome back to the Jay Made Talk Show.
4: Well, thanks so much, Jay, for having us here. We're excited, excited to be a part of the program.
1: Susan, I want you to introduce your staff before we get started.
4: Okay, so I'd like to introduce first my business partner, CPA and Certified Tax Coach, Janet Haston, followed by Charlene, who's the Director of our uh, Tax Services team. She's also a Certified Tax Coach. And Jess Champ, she is also a Certified Tax Coach. Excellent. So we are in the business of trying to help people reduce the amount of taxes that they are paying to the government to keep this money working in their business for them so they're able to create more jobs, more opportunity, fuel their growth, achieve their personal financial goals.
1: Well, one of the things that MD Group is known for is for helping solve problems, right? Mm -hmm. That most business owners find themselves in and uh, that is really why, again, this beautiful facility is expanding, right? You don't expand unless you're doing something right, right? (laughs) The, The opposite of expansion is contraction. And if you're Hispanic, because you're doing something right. So let's learn about uh, what, uh, what testimonials, what solutions you provided. Uh, because our listeners may resonate with a solution that their uh, problem, they're struggling with, that based on what you've done for someone else recently, they may find hope in what you have done for someone else. So I'll let you pick one, Susan, and you can go for it.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna start with Janet because we actually solved a problem it was last, last week. Yeah, okay. it was um, recently. Mm-hmm. We had a client that that we noticed that we could use what's called a thirty-one fifteen. They had a large inventory. And instead of holding that inventory and not being able to deduct it, we were able to do a form that allows us to go ahead and deduct it, and it saved on $300,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something new under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that allows us to change an accounting method, and by now taking an inventory that's normally a balance sheet item and converting it to an expense that basically eliminated all of their taxable income for the year. It was incredible, and it really helped the people put money back into their pocket and not to the IRS. What
1: What kind of... Reaction do you get from a business owner when they find out? Because three hundred thousand is pretty significant. It's It's not three hundred bucks. No. What kind of reactions do you find that people uh, give you or, or experience when you when they find out that they've saved that kind of money and it was always underneath their noses?
4: Yeah, you know, at first they say, thank you. <laughs>
1: For sure. yeah, After they sure. dance a little but, bit. Right. Exactly.
4: <laughs> and, and, but you know, they also then realize now I can put that $300,000 back into my employees or my mm-hmm. business or buy more, more merchandise that would help propel my business. Mm-hmm.
1: And how did you find that client? Did they find you? Did you find them? Because sometimes people wonder, well, where, is, where are the resources and how do these people connect Right. How did you find this client, and did you have this client for a while?
4: Yeah. No, it was a new client. Actually, um, I was a patron of the business. And oh. I went in, and I started talking to the owner, and the owner said, Funny, I really need a CPA. And so we got to talking, and then they became our client. Yeah. And now, hopefully, we've changed their life.
1: That's so funny. let me get this straight, because I, I preach and teach about networking. I preach and teach about you're always your best marketing, right? You are your best marketing company. No one else is going to market your mm-hmm. business like you do. So, you went into a restaurant, you went into a, a business, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you spoke to the owner.
4: I did. Exactly. Right? Now,
1: have you have you visited that business before? Or was it I, the first? I
4: had visited that business before, but I had never really taken an opportunity to talk with them about how they operate their business. So I started just asking some questions and as I tell, as we talk around here, mm-hmm. we let curiosity really lead the way. Mm-hmm. Our curiosity often leads to a business owner's clarity. So if we can be more curious and we ask more questions, even as just normal people in our day-to-day business, then we can find opportunities to really help people.
1: You know, it's amazing. I'm glad that we we're chatting about this because I'm always curious, where does the client come from? And people that are uh, listening always wonder, where do clients come from? They think there's some silver bullet, some magic mm-hmm. formula. If you're in sales, if your are business, if they, you find clients by opening up your mouth, right? Mm-hmm, and people right. that you give business to are those that are more, more open to reciprocate, at least to give you the opportunity to hear you out. Because okay. you're giving them money. They're the first person you should inquire about uh, if they have a need for what you do, right? Because yeah, right. we've got to help each other. No man is one island, okay? Thanks, exactly. So great example. Wonderful. Well, and
4: when we do, you know, we do great work. And so this is a really good example of that. And we really then sort of give the client something to talk to other people about. That's right mm-hmm. So we really just make it our top priority to make sure we're doing an excellent job for each individual client so they become our best source of advertisement. So mm-hmm. I can go out and just raise the MB Group flag and say, hey, yeah. these guys are really
1: helping my business yeah. in really big ways. That so, person who you've helped, you're absolutely right. They've become an MB Group ambassador. Oh, yes, they yes, they are. And have. the business that has the most ambassadors will always have a pipeline of referrals and introductions coming in the door. That's true. Okay? Especially okay. if you provide a good service.
3: That's right.
1: What's another testimony we're going to have here? Yeah, you?
3: so uh, let's Charlene. So this year we have seen a lot of ERC credit. It's basically free government money sitting on the table. You have to qualify for it, of course, but you know there are special... Uh, Services out there that we can send people to they do the calculation and it's literally just a refund the government sends you a check and We have seen so much of that this year um, Where clients can actually take that money and put it back into their business and they do we've seen a few actually They've actually gotten the check from the IRS now. So Mm -hmm. that's been pretty cool um, to see Uh, the R&D credit it's another one Mm -hmm. that's also free government money a lot of businesses don't know that this is out there and they're already spending the money on research and development and they don't know they can get this credit and they don't ask so
4: the, um, the bottom line is is the tax code really benefits business owners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so open up the dialogue with your accountant your CPA ask questions let your curiosity as a business owner and if you're not getting a response from your accountant like I've got ideas or I, I, I know of additional opportunities for you find somebody else to work with. Mm-hmm. For every business owner, the employee retention credit, R&D tax credit, there are a number of different provisions in the tax code that open up a tremendous amount of opportunity to save tax dollars. You
1: just have to be working with the right people mm-hmm. who are showing you the way.
4: Okay. So I want to make
1: sure you mentioned ERC, R&D. I know what they stand for because you mentioned them, but let's make sure our listeners understand what ERC stands for and what R&D stands for because you don't want a business owner to say, I've never heard of that. And as a result of that, say, hey, I need to call yeah. Suzanne and her team.
4: Yeah, that's right. Well, and it happens a lot that we are that's speaking in Greek, right? So right.
1: Like, <laughs> right. So, yeah.
4: um, so ERC stands so for Employee Retention Credit. That mm-hmm. was a government program that was created as a result of the CARES Act um, and then promulgated uh, further on by additional laws that were um, um, after following the pandemic. Um, and R&D stands for Research and Development. Okay. That's another tax credit. What's a
1: typical company then? Let's profile a company that should be inquiring about ERC and R&D credits.
4: Okay. So employee retention credit would be someone who um, was in business and suffered a significant decline in their gross receipts as a result of a shutdown order or just the pandemic in general, just the fact that their business declined significantly, and they continued to pay their employees during that time. Okay, And so um, in addition, and there used to be this rule that, um, under the previous law that if you got PPP money, you couldn't get the employee retention credit and that is a myth And so if anybody's received a PPP loan and they, it was forgiven you still may be eligible to get the employee retention credit So it's worth asking about So those types of businesses where they really were true and loyal to their employees and kept paying them meaning these businesses had retained earnings mm-hmm. and cash on hand mm-hmm. and fueled their payroll, now they have the opportunity to go get money back from the government because they kept their employees on.
1: It's fantastic. fantastic. Two great examples already. I appreciate you. And who's our cleanup hitter? (laughs) Jess.
3: All right. I'd like to talk about the Qualified Business Income Deduction. And so what that is, is if you have a pass-through business, so it could be a business entity, it could be you're self-employed, and potentially you get to write off 20% of the income that's passing through from that business, which is huge. And it's thanks to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Um, it's good in, through 2025 though, so businesses only have a few years left to take advantage of it. Um, hopefully that gets extended though, we're very hopeful. Um, and so there, there are some limitations when your income hits a certain limit, um, and then wages that you pay to your employees and property comes into place. So what we do is some people, one, they aren't taking advantage of it, maybe they just didn't know about it, a box didn't get checked on the return. So we're looking at that, we're saving people money and that's just automatically you get to deduct 20% off the business income that you have. So a huge deduction, right? Um And then other times people aren't paying wages properly. So mm-hmm. that's a really big factor. So when your income is over that limit and you're limited because you didn't, you know, take a payroll or something, you know, we'll go back and maybe calculate payroll and make sure we're maximizing that deduction for our clients. And right. it's potentially tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars that we're saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it routinely, that's
4: the number one thing that we see is an error on the tax return. Unoptimized QBI deduction, or it just got missed. Mm. You'd be surprised. We've looked at tax return after tax return, just the, the preparer just omitted the deduction completely even though the person was eligible to receive it on their wow. personal tax return. And we look at each other and go, what? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's 50,000, 100,000. I mean, you know, even if it's ten, twenty thousand $20,000 worth of deduction, that, you're just leaving money on the table. And the IRS is not gonna call you up and say, hey, you've got a deduction yeah. here. So for anybody who is working, who has a business, you gotta work with your accountant at your end and make sure that you're maximizing that QBI deduction. Otherwise, you're just leaving money
1: on the table. You know, one thing that I've learned from this segment has been fantastic, uh, and I that's why I'm glad that I came to the facility here to look at the uh, the operations, meet some people that are doing great things, helping lives, be, helping change lives. Really, because if you help someone's business, you help change their lives personally, aside from business also. Um, I, I would I would always caution individuals who have a relationship, whether it's a financial advisor, an accountant, or a doctor, they get caught up in the in the the comfortness of the person. They know the person. They build a relationship. And for those reasons alone, they don't want to shop it around. They don't want to have a second opinion. They think they're going to hurt somebody's feeling. But I think at the end of the day, what we're finding out right now is you can have an accountant in this situation or CPA, you know, for 10, 15 years, and that's great. But they be, they could be missing out on a few things that can make a huge difference. So be open-minded to second opinions you know relationships and friendships are one thing but boy when it comes down to business and to bottom line it's good to get second opinions and that's—it sounds to me like a lot of times you've picked up businesses because people have come to you they have an accountant already but they account missed a few things would you agree to that oh yeah absolutely
4: yeah and I think business owners I mean you're right it is does it comfortable uh to work with somebody or maybe somebody you've known for a long time right
1: at the end of the day results are results That's that's right that's right Well, you guys have been amazing. I appreciate you taking the time out to help us out in this, this segment. Uh, I, I, is, it, is, it, uh, is it okay for me to guess that this is a women-owned business? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a women-owned business. This is a women-owned business. Fantastic. Yeah. MB Group here in Dallas, folks. Susan, thank you for bringing your staff for our segment, and we look forward to having you next month. All right. Thanks, Jay. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. iCryo is bringing high-tech wellness to biohacking to a luxury level. iCryo is on a mission to elevate lifestyle. All services are designed to help guests feel better, look better, and push them towards achieving their health and beauty goals. Services include whole-body cryotherapy, red light therapy, infrared sauna, IV, vitamin shots, and many, many more. You can visit them at iCryo.com. That's iCryo.com. My recent guest, Travis Ayla, president and founder of Elevated Formula, wants you to know that he can help you build a team and show you the difference on how to work on your business instead of in your business. He'll teach you how to leverage yourself to implement systems and build a team to free yourself from being self-employed. Make sure you visit TravisAla.com. At TravisAla.com. That is T R A B I S A L A.com.
0: Welcome back to the J Mamie Talk Show with your host. Welcome back,
1: everyone, to the J Mamie Talk Show. In our final segment here, I mentioned earlier in the show that I get excited and I look forward to speaking to people that are not only looking beyond their community, but they're looking to really help others in ways that has nothing to do with their business community. And that's the case in our business spotlight today with Sergio Prieto. He is the managing director, managing partner of Mayan Technologies. And I've wanted to have Sergio on the show for quite a while because he has an interesting story. And he's bringing so much value to people and businesses with his wisdom and his company, but he's now doing even more for the community as we are again in the holiday season and he's opening up uh, a campaign. He's launching a campaign a toy drive. We're going to hear more about that in a few minutes, but I want to first hear his story.
0: So Sergio Pietro, welcome to the Jamie talk show. Oh, thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here.
1: Sergio, before we dive into all of the goodness that you're doing for the community, for the business community, uh, in a nonprofit way with this toy drive, also with Mayan Technologies, we've got a lot to unwrap here, but I first want our listeners to hear a little bit about your story.
0: Uh, sure. Well, I'm original from Mexico. Um, I was born and raised in Monterey, Mexico. It's about three hours out of the Texas border, um, and I, uh, I was raised in a you know middle-class family um, education was very important so I became an engineer um, in technology I'm a software engineer by by trade that's my degree um, and then I, I got an offer um, after I graduated college to move to San Diego to work at, uh, at a consultant firm um, I did that for a while uh, and it was awesome to be in San Diego for 40 years uh, with my wife and then uh, when we started to think about wait it's time to start a family it's time to you know get get kind of put some roots in we decided to move to Texas because it was a more um, a comfortable space I guess for us it was one the in the values that we had as a family and uh, we really wanted to be at a place that where where we could raise our kid and and just be here for quite a while. So being in Texas for about eight years now, we're moving in 2014 um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been great. Really, really happy to be here.
1: You know, what's interesting about uh, the way that you and I met Sergio is, uh, is another testimony to uh, the power of networking. I met one of your former uh, colleagues at a networking event and we had a great conversation. This is uh, at the time that she was working with Maya. She was in marketing. And as a result of that, you and I connected. And and here we are bringing value on the airwaves. So again, I always let my listeners know that there really isn't a secret formula to meeting the right people at the right time. The If there's a formula at all, is you have to get out of your office. You have to get out of your house. You have to get out of the comfort zone and go out and shake hands and meet people and network and make those connections because that's the only way that people will pop up on your radar that otherwise would not have popped up just because you got out of that comfort zone and you went out there and you extended your hand and you met people. There's no substitute for networking, and this is yet another example of that. But Mayan Technologies, let's talk about that. What inspired you to start Mayan? I know you're a partner, but what inspired you guys and you to, to start Mayan Technologies and what are uh, the company's initiatives that you are looking to achieve?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very, uh, I guess, kind of accidental story. I was actually uh, working at that consulting firm that I mentioned earlier, and I started getting a lot of uh, side work. Right? and I wanted mm-hmm. to you know, do better for my family and provide better for my fam- better life for my family so I started taking a little bit of side hustle here and there and side projects and as things progressed uh, that small little side hustle became bigger and bigger and bigger mm. uh, to the point that it was taking a lot of time away from my day job and it was kind of becoming a challenge um, and uh, it, well, fortunately things changed at the consulting firm that I was at and I was let go and I didn't have much of a choice because we were actually in the process of closing on our house here in Texas Texas, where we're about to move. Um, So it was a kind of a matter of wealth. You know, we we either make this side hustle work, or we're not going to have a house. Mm -hmm. So we really invested in it, and uh, we dive into it. My wife joined me. Uh, She started driving the branding, the marketing, all those efforts. Um, I started hustling really really like you were describing going out there and, and meeting people and, and you know trying to make connections and build a network um, and that kind of role in the snowball into this into this company that we now have uh, and originally it was just the idea was just well let's Let's make it. Let's make it for a year or two until we're in Texas and we're stable, and then we'll find a day job again. Uh, but it just it slowly became in this new lifestyle that we really enjoyed having, and and uh, we started hiring people. Um, and as we progressed, we we realized that we could really work on providing a, a an environment where people will thrive, right? And and that we could really um, kind of tailor the company to to meet our values and and really help our community and become what it's what is slowly becoming today. And what are the initiatives that the company
1: has as a way to serve other businesses? Because I know myself, when I first heard Mayan Technologies, I jumped to a conclusion. And then as I learned more about it, I said, okay, well, Mayan doesn't do what I thought it was doing. Um, So Mm -hmm. I I want people to really get clear on what it is that you do, how do you serve people, and what are the company's um, ultimate mission in providing a service? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we, we mainly focus on uh, we and the enterprise software space. And what we do there is that we do consulting services for companies that are implementing an ERP. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very niche market. Um, if you're not familiar with what an ERP is, um, it's, it, it, you, you, you're probably not going to get it because it's one of those things that is very specialized. Uh, but it's basically just how businesses run their accounting, their manufacturing, all their back end operations. And the uh, what we have to do, you know, you heard about this in a networking event, and this happens to me a lot where they ask me what do we what do you guys do And I explain a lot of people just kind of don't don't really grasp it mm-hmm. uh, right, because right. It's so niche it's so niche and it's not very common uh, and it's not very popular either right if everybody you know you've heard somebody say cybersecurity, everybody understands that concept to a degree um, but uh, what we do is just so kind of in the in the behind the scenes the not people hear about it not a lot of people hear about it but the way I describe it is a sort of a, a combination between a managing consultant firm um, and a technology like the software consultant firm because we do the implementation of those enterprise softwares that really help uh, help companies and businesses thrive and, you know, better run their operations, optimize their processes, optimize the way they, they produce their products and the way they manage their, their business. Um, and in that space, um, we invest a lot of effort in helping our customers and truly helping them and training them and teaching them how best to use the software and how best to utilize it for, for their business to optimize what they're doing.
1: You know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you explain that is because a large part of our audience, Serge, are so your, our CEOs, managing directors, mm-hmm. business owners, executives. So it, it allows my listeners to realize there there's another resource like you said it's not mm-hmm. really a, a well-known resource it's a niche but the more that people have a chance to hear your goodness the better i think it is for the company's growth because i know you have big plans for mayan so if you could just take a minute before we dive into the toy story let's call it the toy story mm-hmm. what's your long-term vision for mayan and and what drives sergio pietro today a guy who started this as a side hustle
0: now he's building a major mm-hmm. company well, you know the main the main thing the driver here I think has been changing over the years you know when when mm-hmm. it, when it, it started and as we started growing, it was just basically to be quite honest with you let's', let's make the most amount of money we can and provide the best service we can uh, for our customers so let's be successful basically and um as as time progressed and um after my my son my son was born with a genetic disease that affected his liver and mm-hmm. um when we went through this process, he had to have a liver transplant, and that will tie into the Toy Story, as you will say. But the uh, the main thing is when we went through the process of him having his liver transplant done, that really changed the focus of our company and the focus of myself personally as an entrepreneur. From let's just you know be successful, provide the best service, you know make the the company profitable as much as possible, and get the best revenue. Um, that changed the focus. You know when that happened to us, um, or with us, I guess, or for us, um, it really changed the way we we drive the business, um, and we started thinking more about well, let's provide the best service we can, obviously, and be as successful as we can. But at the same time, let's try and be positive and be a positive influence for the company, uh, for our community. You know, as a company, try to do the best we can to help our community around us and 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 to help the people around us. Um, we're we're um, because of that. What's driving us right now, and what's driving me personally, is just trying to trying to honor uh, my son's uh, donor and and his family, um, Mm -hmm. and that really because they really helped you know save his life pretty much, Um, Mm -hmm. and and that's the the best uh, the best way that I can do it. Uh, Because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, and I'm not a billionaire either, right? So I feel that the best way I can do it is to really use my resources, which is, uh, you know, having conversations with people like you and and pushing the brand forward to get awareness about organ donation, to get awareness about the Children's Hospital, to really network with other business owners and really try to support the organization that did so much for us. Um, As far as business goes, you know, we're at 25 employees, if I'm not mistaken, right now. Um, we're probably, the goal, the long-term goal is probably double in size, get to 50, um, and probably stay there, um, because we feel that as much, as much as we would like to get bigger, the more employees we add, the more customers we have, the less control we will have on the quality of the service that we provide. Um, mm-hmm. And we really want to provide the highest quality service possible. So let's talk about
1: the toy drive, the toy story. In our mm-hmm. last couple of minutes here, you're sponsoring the toy drive. You shared the, the, the passion behind that. But what other additional details can you share about this campaign? And where can people go to support it?
0: Yeah. So um, it, I'm very glad you asked about that. So the main thing for us, it's uh, support Children's Hospital. I was there with my son for three weeks and change when uh, his transplant happened. Um, and then we went back after a month because he went into rejection and he, we were there for another two weeks. And uh, we've been in and out of the hospital since he was born. And thankfully, he's doing fantastic right now. But great. The, one of the main reasons for us to do the toy drive is because we were able to see how much his day will change when he will get a little toy at the end of the day Mm. from one of the nurses or during the day from one of the therapists, you know, that will work with him, trying to get him to be active again and move around and kind of bounce back from the trauma of the surgery and all the procedures. Um, The highlight of his day uh, was getting a little toy. So um, we feel that one of the biggest things we can do to help the hospital, the organization, is to provide more of those toys. Because we were witnesses of the the biggest impact that it has, you know, the impact that it has on the uh, on the on the children. So um, we don't have as much resources as I wish we could have as a company for us to go out and buy ten thousand toys and provide them to the hospital. But we can do, um, uh, you know, with support from the community, with, with the healthcare community, community, um, get as much toy as many toys as we can to provide those to the um, to the hospital. Um, those are provided to Dallas children in da- in uh, downtown. Um, and they get distributed amongst the patients. Um, they have a department that is called Child Life that does all of that work, and they do a fantastic job with all the patients. Um, and uh, for us to, to, people can help us in many, many different ways. They can make a direct donation to the drive itself. Or they can also um, host the box. If they can, uh, you know, they have an office, if they have a physical location where they can collect some of those toys, uh, they can host the box for that. Um, they, all the details are on the website, which is uh, myantex.com. Um, and then we have a special toy drive section, which is myantex.com forward slash um, toy drive. Um, so if uh, anybody is interested in doing it, please uh, join us on this effort. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great cause.
1: We're going to support you, Sergio. I'm a big believer in what you are doing. This is why you're on the show. We're going to personally support you with toys. There's no shortage of toys that we have at our home that would make great gifts, uplifting gifts for these kids that are struggling with things And many of us will never uh, know what it is to struggle with. So uh, we're going to support you. We're going to put your information up at our website so that our listeners can support you and this initiative as well from anywhere around the country really anywhere around the world i'm sure they'll get the information on your website we appreciate what you're doing brother keep up the good work and i wish you the very best for this toy drive i know means a lot to you i could tell and it's going to be a great success thanks for being on the show
0: oh thanks so much for having me jay
1: nice talking to you folks that wraps up another fantastic week of thrive-minded content three individuals today making a difference in business and and in community and we hope that you support them until next sunday keep thriving